Welcome to Spirit School. My name is Danielle Sarank, also known as the Squamish Medium. I am the host of your Spirit School, where I will share all the lessons and learnings that I have uncovered through my intuitive development and mediumship development journey. I am a professional psychic and medium, an intuitive teacher and mentor, and I look forward to walking alongside you on this journey. Hello everyone and welcome back to Spirit School. I am so excited for today's episode. Um, I had no idea I was even going to do this episode until about an hour ago. I had a reading get rescheduled and I was supposed to do readings this morning and I kind of got excited. I'm like awesome because I am in just like a creative mood today and I just kind of want to create, 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 create. So asking spirit. I always throw it out to my spirit guides and to spirit. I'm like, what should I create today? They're like podcast episode. I'm like, okay, what are we going to talk about? I do some yoga. I go for a long walk. I hop in the shower and then it just like comes to me. I'm like, this is something that we need to talk about. And you know me, you know my podcast by now. There's so many people listening now. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for all your lovely notes. Um, It's so great to hear how you're connecting with the messages that I'm bringing. And today we are going to be talking about the comparison trap. And this comes up all the time. And this is not something I'm exempt from. You know, I only talk about things that I have experienced myself and the things that I um, maybe not have overcome per se, but have built up resilience to. Sometimes when we are triggered, I don't think that we are ever cured. (laughs) Unfortunately, I don't think we're like, okay, I got over this. I got over this. Nope, here's a trigger. comes up again. But what we can do as part of the spiritual path is build up our resilience to the triggers. And then the triggers aren't exactly big things anymore. They're like, okay, this has come up. Yep, I need to nurture this part of myself. Take a deep breath, bring it back into my heart. Okay, let's move on. So when it comes to comparison, especially in the spiritual realm, this is kind of a big topic that's not talked about a whole lot. And I'm going to give it to you really straight today because it's not all rainbows and butterflies in this spiritual development journey, especially if you're choosing to, you know, go to workshops and attend classes and, uh, you know, work with a lot of your peers. And the comparison trap will keep you small all the time. And we're not exempt from it just in the spiritual field. This could come up in your career. This could come up in your mommy circles. This could come up in your entrepreneur circles or your soulpreneur circles or your creative entrepreneur circles. This can come up absolutely anywhere. So just because I'm going to be talking about it from the spiritual development realm, this could be applicable to all different areas of your life. So... Where do I even start? I remember the first time I was aware that this was even a thing was my first ever mediumship development teacher. And we're going back to like 2013. I remember her saying something to me that totally made me like fall out of my chair. She said, you know, the mediumship world is actually a very competitive world. I was like, what? What do you mean is competitive? Like, aren't we all serving spirit? Like, aren't we all serving God and whoever else? And 
I, I just couldn't even fathom it. Granted, she was more trained in the spiritualist church realm, which my guides have told me since day one, don't go to a spiritualist church. Um, spiritualist church, if you're not aware, is basically a medium's church. Um, I think it was stemmed in England. There are some in the lower mainland. Um, and I have done readings for some people in the spiritualist church, and I kind of get the vibe. Um, it's definitely not today what it was intended to be way back in the day. But a lot of people swear by it. I'm not poo-pooing on it. But my guides made me aware you don't need it. Um, just stick on your path. Stick to your road. You don't need to follow everyone else's road. Just stick to your path. So when my teacher said that to me, I was like, what are you talking about? And she was like, well, it can be quite competitive out there. And, you know, not everyone wants to see you do well. And that was something that was hard for me to digest. And it actually took me quite a few years to see that side of the mediumship world. And I have seen it. Um, unfortunately, and I do have a lot to say about it, but some of the experience that I have had in especially workshops, you know, I went to Tony Stockwell's retreat. He did a week long retreat. I think I was like 10 months pregnant. I was literally like five days away from giving birth, but this is where I first experienced it. Like trying to do readings with some of your peers and it is a nerve wracking experience studying with your peers and you have no kind of way. I think it's something that you have to experience where you're like, oh wow, they're much more clairvoyant than me. And oh, they get names so well. How do they get names? And then you're just poo-pooing on yourself by saying, I never get names. Like I don't get visions like they get. But the truth of the matter is I'm a clairsentient and clairaudient. Maybe they are looking at me the same, like, oh, I wish I could hear that music or I wish I could um, get that personality down. All I'm getting is a name. Like we can never really understand or fully comprehend what the other person is experiencing or has experienced. So this is where I mean that keeping, you know, the comparison trap will keep you small every single time. Um, but I can digress a lot and I typically do. So going back to this week-long retreat, you know, I would be sitting with somebody and just getting no, 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 like couldn't get anything right. And um, it was really kind of like a, not a great feeling, right? Getting no as a medium is not a great feeling. Again, you learn to build resilience through it when you're developing as an intuitive, but I could just tell, and I had my other peer I went to who's um, still one of my good friends today. I'm like, I wonder why this happened. They're like, they don't want to see you do well. I'm like, wow, that really does happen, doesn't it? And you can really start to feel it. And so after that experience in that retreat, and this was back in 2016, I decided as a medium that I was just going to travel my own road. <laughs> you know, I see a lot of mediums who it works really well for people um, to collaborate, collaborate, collaborate. Um... And for me personally, I just made a conscious decision after that experience that um, that really kind of like lowered my vibrations. And I don't think I got everything I needed out of that experience because of that triggering um, comparison trap um, and actually feeling like somebody didn't want me to succeed and do well. I'd never experienced that before on my spiritual path. And so as a teacher, I take this so seriously. I want anyone who works with me and I want everyone who's listening to know that you are absolutely amazing. You are made of the same magic as me. I am made of the same magic as you. The only thing that separates me being of service um, to the world of spirit and you um, just developing as an intuitive is intention and devotion. 
which anyone can bring in. I do believe full-heartedly that everybody has spiritual gifts. Does everybody awaken to their spiritual gifts in this life? Maybe not, but that's their choice. That's their divine free will. That's part of their um, plan. Um, But I want everybody to know that we are all intuitives. We are all amazing, and we all have everything in us to develop and to decide what we want to do with our gifts. So as a teacher, I really create an atmosphere within the classes that I teach that there's no comparison traps. And I talk about this almost every single class. Don't get nervous. Don't look at how well the other person is doing and think that you're not doing well. Just stay in your own lane. Stay with your own spirit. Um, Congratulate them for doing so well and don't feel like that's where you should be because the truth is we don't know the path that our peers have taken to get where they are now sure they may have signed up for the class at the exact same time as you but you don't know what they've done in the past 20 20 30 years that could have gotten them to the place that they are today and the truth is you don't know five years from now what each of you will be doing i look at my uh first intuitive development classes and mediumship development circles and i'm one of the only ones that's actually doing readings now but in the beginning everybody was doing readings and going full-time and putting websites up and I was feeling really small I was like wow I wonder what I'm just not getting like I wonder why I'm not feeling the calling to do this and everyone's getting like this calling and my teacher was really great and she was really comforting and saying you know take the slow and steady path Danielle there's no rush to do this. You can do this work until you're 100 years old if you choose. So please just slow down and do the slow and steady path. So I made those decisions early on. I was going to do the slow and steady path. I was going to really see myself as a student in mediumship and I was going to just kind of stay in my own lane. And I've held to that and I've actually really enjoyed the path because of that. Now something I want you to think about, and you have to think about it with your heart, not so much your mind, okay? So maybe thinking, maybe it's feel about. Um, When we find ourselves feeling small, and when we find ourselves in that comparison trap and comparing our rise to somebody else's, we have to truly understand a few things. One thing is that there's a piece of ourselves that is asking to be seen, is asking to be heard, and is asking to be nurtured. This is a part of ourselves that needs our most love. And this is typically the part of ourselves that we're hardest on. We're like, oh, you dummy, like, why can't you just be like, you know, XXXX? Okay, we don't say that to a child. And I'm telling you, if this is coming up in your life and this is coming up in your spiritual journey, if you keep thinking that you should be in a certain place and you're not there because you have such high expectations for yourself, and I mean, we should all have some expectations for yourself, you need to know that there's an inner child within you that is scared, that is nervous, that is fearful. And you need to kind of let go of what's going on in the mind, come back into the heart, come back into the soul and start doing some soul searching and start looking back at your life. When did this comparison and this not being good enough and not being exactly where I think I should come from? Did you have an older sibling that was incredibly, um, ambitious and just things came so easily to them and then you found yourself at that age you know whatever age that is not being good enough were you trying to please your parents to a point where you never felt like you were fully successful in that how old were you when those thoughts came up 
And you really need to nurture that part of yourself. Um, I have a lot of past episodes where I talk about some exercises you could do around this and just meditating and visualizing this age of yourself coming in front of you and just telling her that she's safe, she's worthy, she's loved, she's protected, she's supported. And this is where I feel like a lot of the work is done. And I'll tell you what else, and this is what I get really passionate about talking. This is a sister wound that is being healed as a collective, okay? When we decide to see this comparison, see this comparing our rise to other people's and not feeling good enough, when we actually take this responsibility to do the work, we are doing a sisterhood wound healing, Okay, we go back into history. We go back to even before Jesus times. We as women always collaborated. I mean, we shared husbands. We shared crops. We shared families. We shared children. We raised everybody's children. There was not this um, threat or comparison to the point that we see today. And then somewhere along the lines, women became so powerful because not only could we own land and initiate divorces and call the waters, but we could give birth. We could actually make life and create life. Could you imagine from a man's lens back then how powerful, magical, majestic we must have looked? Too powerful. So somewhere along the line, patriarchy took over and kept women small. We became witch hunted. We became persecuted. We became held back to a point where we would turn on one another for our own survival. We would name our sisters. Okay? So there's trust issues between women that comes from a very deep, deep, deep rooted and seated level that is being healed now. We talk about, you know, 2012 and like the age of Aquarius and the age of light. This is what this is about. This is the rise of the matriarchy. This is rise of the divine feminine, not to overtake the divine masculine, but to come back into balance. So when we take responsibility to look at, when we look at another woman and we feel threatened or we feel like we're comparing or we feel less than thou, if we take it seriously and look at the source and understand that a lot of this is cellular and DNA from lifetimes upon lifetimes upon lifetimes, and we decide to heal this part of ourselves, looking at our own selves and our own paths, we are healing a, a collective energy. And it's it's a matter of sacredness that we do this and that we look at this in seriousness because we are divine sisters we are soul sisters we want other women to rise and do well so the only way to truly step into that space is to stop comparing ourselves to our sisters and start rising each other up by rising ourselves So this is all a serious realization when it comes to the intuitive journey because as we tap into our intuition, we are tapping into that divine self. I don't know about you, but for me, my journey has been very masculine. I entered the corporate world eight years ago. You know, I have my south node in Capricorn and I found it easy to excel in that patriarchy and in that masculine energy. You know, I entered the corporate world and I succeeded right away. I could go up to any exec, well, I did go up to an executive and say, I want to work for you. A week later, I was working for them. Every job I have applied for, I have gotten. I have rised up the ranks amongst men and women alike, but in a very um, divine masculine way. 
So when I decided to tap into my divine feminine, my intuition, that solar plexus, that sacral chakra at work, um, and, and hop onto that mediumship path, and I found myself amongst circles of women, this is where I saw this wound actually opening up and trying to understand it and trying to, um, you know, build up the resilience to it. And I didn't know what to do at the beginning. At the very beginning, I would make myself small. I would dim my light to fit in. So in a mediumship development circle, I remember one day, everything was so clear for me and I was getting a lot of things right and all the other students were looking at me with their eyes wide and even my teacher said, how did you do that? And I remember in that moment, making myself small intentionally saying, oh, well, you know, it's just XXXX happened today and making an excuse for my clarity, for the power that I had. How could I do that? You know, because I didn't want other people to feel worse. So I decided not to rise in that moment because I was so concerned about other people feeling worse about themselves. When in truth, if I just owned it, if I just said, I'm just clear today, I'm just feeling the divine energy and I'm just trusting it and I'm going with it and I'm flowing with it and I'm not thinking about it. That could have actually taught the other women in a room to just surrender, to open, to flow. But instead I decided to stay small and dim my light. And we do that as women. We stay small and we dim our light. And I hope that that story can help you feel that by owning your power and by owning what you do well and where your successes are, all you're doing is inspiring all the other people around you. And that, in truth, is helping repair that sister wound, okay? So the real moral of the story is, is when I rise, you rise. And when you rise, I rise. And we all rise together. And even though we may are compare our rise to someone else's, we all rise and we all rise differently. So here's some things I would like you to consider doing, okay? As we talk about this topic, which is very sensitive. And I hope that it resonates with a lot of the people who are drawn to listen to it. But I want you to look at how far you have come. We're going to talk about the intuitive development journey specifically. And as we develop, we tend to collect more peers. And this is where we notice through social media where all the filters are so pretty and, um, you know, the life that we show is completely perfect. This is where the comparison starts coming in on the intuitive development journey is when we actually find our peers and we see how well other people are doing. Um, and I encourage you to hold really open and honest conversations um, amongst your peers and find your tribe and find your peers. There's going to be a lot of learnings even in these triggers, okay? So I really want you, one, to stop overthinking, okay? Anytime you get looped in your head and that ruminating thoughts is like, duh, 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 I should be here, I should be here, I should be here, and here I am, but they're there, slow down, take a breath envision those thoughts actually moving down with white light into your heart center and into your solar plexus okay this is where I want you to move that energy because the intuition is through the heart and the solar plexus and you can't be clear channel for your own soul when you're lost in your thoughts around fear and doubt and shame okay so bring those thoughts down 
I also really want you, if there is some people who you follow on social media who do the same things as you, start on following them. Rebecca Campbell talks about this in her uh, Light is the New Black. She's like, I had, to, I had to stop following some of my peers because every time I would have an idea, and this came up for me too very recently, but every time I have an idea and I notice somebody else is doing it, I don't want to do it anymore. So she actually recommends unfollowing people so that you can just stay in your own lane. So I took that advice pretty seriously and I decided to do that a few years ago after I read that book because I want to make sure that everything that I'm creating in collaboration with spirit stays there and I'm not being influenced by other things um, that I see on social media in particular. So do that until you can build your resilience to the point where you just want to celebrate every other single woman on the planet, okay? Another thing I want you to do is start greeting women at a soul-to-soul level, okay? This is part of healing that sister wound. So I started doing this a few years ago. Um, I should probably do it a lot more now because I don't do it as much as I used to, but I would see a woman on the street and I would say into my mind's eye, hello, soul sister, hello, soul sister, hello, soul sister. And I would greet almost every woman I passed on the street in that way, soul-to-soul. And I can't tell you how that expands your heart and how that expands your soul. I could just feel it even saying it to you now on this podcast. It just completely cracks me open and my heart open. And that's where the creativity, the intuition, the love, the assurance, the worthiness comes from. So that's a great way to exercise those parts of your body. Some other things I want you to do after this podcast, if you feel called to, you got to pick up Rebecca Campbell's book, Rise Sister Rise. I've read it. I've listened to it on audiobooks multiple times. That book will crack you open and it will help you see your fellow sisters as collaborators, not competition. And really how when we honor our souls and honor ourselves and celebrate other women's successes and souls that we all rise together and that it is part of this collective awakening and this collective journey. There's no mistake you were born where you were born at this time. You know, the Dalai Lama says the world will be saved by the Western woman. We are waking up. So every little piece of work we do, no matter how small, is contributing to that collective healing. So please, please, please don't think that any act too small doesn't create a big ripple effect of change at that soul and cellular level because it does, okay? And I also want you to listen to that Maya Angelou um, poem where she talks about, and still I rise, and still I rise. So I want you to do these couple things. Work with rose oil, essential oils, or, you know, rose oils are very expensive. So I actually buy um, rose flower water from um, an apothecary place here in town, Be Clean Naturally. And it's just distilled rose water. But rose is like super high vibration, very feminine, even jasmine, rose quartz. Um, meditate through your heart and through your solar plexus. Nurture these parts of you from little girl until the age you are now. All those healings that need to be done and healing for the ancestors, the grandmothers that have come before you that weren't allowed to speak or think the way that we do today because they didn't have that freedom because they were in the middle of the patriarchy realm. We do that healing for everybody from who has come, who has gone, and who is to come, okay? And I tell you, we do this work and it's very enjoyable to do. I'm not lying. I even... I put work in air quotes and you will see this comparison trap just melt away. 
just melt away. It won't even be part of your vocabulary anymore. Okay, so sisters, so just rise, sister, rise. When you rise, I rise, and while I rise, you rise. And together, we rise for a greater purpose, and only our deepest imaginations can even fathom what that looks like in the future, okay? So just keep dreaming, and we'll hit you up next time. Have a good one.